this is Top Quality Faith Ministries podcast, a multicultural global church mandated by God the Father to love and to serve as an instrument of the body of Christ. This is the house where God builds top quality faith in his people. Wherever you are listening from, we pray that you are blessed by today's message. Father God, even now, we thank you for your word. We thank you for the wisdom that will go forth in your word. But we also thank you for the changes that you are bringing forth in us. And that we no longer will be in that place where we make excuses and our yea will be yea and our yeses will be in accordance to what we truly desire to do for you. In Christ Jesus' name. Welcome. Wow. Funny. As I begin to look at this particular message, I can see myself written all over this message. The Lord began to talk to me about my alarm clocks. Because I got a lot of alarm clocks. And I have an alarm to get up. I have an alarm to get up after I get up. I have a lawn that allows me to stay in the bed five minutes after the lawn goes out. I then have a lawn that allows me to stay in 15 minutes after that alarm goes out. And I got all of these different alarms. I even have a lawn that tells me it's time to stop eating. And to remind me again not to eat. It's like it's 4.30. Put the food down. Then it comes back and says, it's 6 o'clock, do not eat. And then it has alarms after that that literally allows me to go in and see alarm after alarm after alarm. And all of these alarms, I hit snooze on. Because it's easy to hit snooze. Because it's harder to hold yourself accountable to something that you say you're going to do when you don't necessarily do it. And so we find ourselves in this position to whereby we allow these alarms to go off on the inside of us and we never really do anything with these alarms. God is constantly working on the inside of us and he sends alarms. Hey, get up and pray. Hey, go ahead and speak to that person. Hey, do what you said you were going to do for me. And what do we do? We hit snooze. It's easy for us to hit snooze and we promise God that we're gonna do it another day or another hour or, uh, Lord, you understand, I'm working on it. Hmm. He even went as far as basically saying, even we make excuses and our alarms today look like, oh, well, Lord, you know, this is my only day off. So I gotta do this and I gotta do that or I gotta get these things done. He said, we will make a personal day for ourselves and never realizing that he doesn't have personal days with you. Oh, I'm going to the spa, I'm going to this, and I'm going to that, and all of this stuff we do for ourselves. But then God calls you and taps on your shoulders to get a personal day from you when you have excuses. And so he was beginning to ask me, the simple question was, what did excuses look like in their days compared to what they look like in our days? So I gave you guys some examples of what they look like in our days. 
But let's go ahead and look at Luke. And we're going to start with the, the first portion I gave you, Takiyah. Verse 12? Yes. Luke 14. I'm reading the King James Version, starting with verse 12. Then said he also to him that bade him, When thou makest a dinner or a supper, call not thy friends. That's the last part of what you Start at 15? 18. 18. 18. Oh, okay. Verse 18. And they all with one consent began to make excuse. The first said unto him, I have bought a piece of ground, and I must needs go and see it. I pray thee, have me excused. And another said, I have bought five yoke of oxen, and I go to prove them. I pray thee, have me excused. And another said, I have married a wife, and therefore I cannot come. So, they, so that servant came and showed, his, and showed his Lord these things. Then the master of the house, being angry, said to his servant, Go out quickly into the streets and lanes of the city, and bring in hither the poor and the maimed and the halt and the blind. And the servant said, Lord, it is done as thou hast commanded. Let me stop you right there. And so I was looking at that particular area. And as I began to say to the Lord, because the Lord says, I want to address your excuses and empty promises. And what I mean by addressing our excuses and empty promises is the things that we say to the Lord we're going to do, but we don't do it. Uh, we're going to go forth and we don't do what we said we're going to go forth. As I was listening on my drive in to church uh, today, it was basically talking about the sign of the time, the end time that is coming. And immediately what came in my spirit was, oh wow, Lord, I remember seeing the prophet speak about the United uh, States and what's going to happen to the United States. And he literally said to me, what are you going to do about it? Mm. What are you going to do about it? Many of us hear things are going to happen, and our excuses are there. But we don't even think about that we have the power to change things, the power to do something about what is being spoken because we're so full of excuses. We're so full of, these are the issues. We have a list of a list of a list of excuses why something doesn't occur in our lives. And these same excuses you put forth in your walk with God. I can't hear, I can't do this, or whatever the case may be. The excuses that you put forth sounds similar to the disciples back in the old days. One said, let me go bury someone. The other one said that he just got a wife. As if all of these excuses were something that the Lord would literally say, okay, you're dismissed. Wow, you've got great things to do in your space. But many of us have the same similar excuses. 
That's why I said I got an alarm clock to set up on an alarm clock and another alarm clock to set up on another alarm clock, but they're just excuses for not holding myself accountable. They're just things I put in place that I say to myself that I'm going to use these to help govern me and it don't govern me, I just say excuse. And then once the Lord brings it to my attention, I have the ability to get mad at him. But yet he says to me, I want the perfect seat in the house. I want to be seen by him. I want to be able to say I've done this or done that for him. And I desire that perfect seat, but I'm not willing to do the work to get the perfect seat. And when we're not willing to do the work to get the perfect seat, why are we showing up halfway? You don't like when people tell you excuses. You don't like when people don't hold to their word. And the Lord says, so how do you think I feel? Hmm. Billy talked about a message last week about being flexible. Yeah, we flex. We move, we adjust, we go in all these different directions, but we never stop and literally say, Lord, what do you want? What is it that you desire of me? But yet, we will come and take the greatest seat in the house as if we performed our task, as if we have done what we need to do. So as I began to hear the prophet talk about America, and especially California, LA, and what's going to transpire in this particular area, you know, I got mad at the prophet. I was like, he got to be wrong. But the Lord literally said, he can't be wrong because many of you have chosen not to participate. Your life is more important than kingdom. Your excuses are greater than kingdom. He said, many of you have handicapped and you have given it to yourselves. When you're fully capable and able to perform even better than you're performing today. So as I began to look at the message, I said, oh my God, Lord, this is an alarm on the inside of me. This is really causing me to stand up. It's causing me to see because I'm always saying, Lord, when I get to your kingdom, I'm looking for my mansion to look wonderfully. And he said, you're okay if you get a box. Do you hear me? A box. Because some of us probably won't even earn that box. Because we have so many excuses. We're always talking about what we cannot do and what our hindrance are. And we continue to walk in a place where we continue to hinder 
ourselves. And sometimes we make excuses that others are doing it and it's really us. I'm waiting on my alarm to go off because the Lord said, I want you to set up alarm and I want you to see what I do when my alarm goes off. Let's see how many more minutes do I have. Oh, a few more minutes. And it's so funny because I, I celebrate when the alarm goes off. And I will keep tapping it and keep tapping it and keep tapping it and keep tapping it. And the Lord says, that's the way you do me. You keep tapping me and you keep tapping me and you keep tapping me. And the Lord says, I want you to believe. I want you to trust me. I want you to move past what you're at, where you're standing. Early this week, well, last week, the Lord literally said, I want you to completely die to this world. Mm -hmm. To have no stake whatsoever in this world. Mm -hmm. yeah. And he said to me, lose sight of yourself. But I want you to lose sight of everything that makes you appear to be of value in this world. Yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah. Wow, Lord. That's what I said to him. I don't know what that looks like. I do. Mm -hmm. But I said, I don't know what that looks like because that was my excuse. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And then he says, what it means to trust me. My next excuse was, I thought I do. And he said to me, if you're trusting me, I would not have to say this. Mm. And then he said to me, pick up your word and search out what I'm saying. Lord, it's 10 o'clock. I've got to go to work. Let me do that tomorrow for you. No, wait, no, wait, no, wait. I'll do it. And then all of a sudden I got distracted. And I start dozing off and going into another world. And then I say, oh, okay, okay, let's, let's talk about this again. What did you say to me? And then I doze off again. And so we get alarmed by the things that goes on around us. But we're not holding ourselves accountable to what we're supposed to do for him. And so, as I began to listen to the prophet, when he began to talk about what was going on in L.A., it began to vex my heart. And I'm saying, no, Lord, this cannot be. This cannot be. But then I went as far as saying, Lord, if there's five in the city, will you hold it back? Well, there's six in the city, will you hold it back? And then he says, there can be five, six, ten. But I'm going to move them, and I'm going to still hold you responsible for what you're not doing. So he's going to catch them up to take them somewhere else. And for the rest of us, he's going to hold us accountable for what you're not doing. Billy lives in the book of Acts, he says. 
And what he's trying to do is to make the book of Acts come alive to you again. He's trying to bring you back to the foundation of what you're supposed to be doing. He's trying to resurrect the Christ on the inside of you to begin to be active in your community to do the things for Christ. And he's saying, this is my passion. This is where the God keeps bringing me. This is what I'm doing. He has walked us through probably about three or four areas of Acts. And he's trying to get us to that place where we begin to do the heavy lifting, but we're looking for somebody else to do the work. I know I do. Can you work for me? Can you do what is for me? There's certain things I won't even do. I literally say that ain't in my job description. And the Lord is literally saying, in the kingdom, your job description is ever so changing. It's not locked in on one thing. But the primary thing is about saving souls. The primary thing is about getting others to see the kingdom. And the only way you're going to get others to see the kingdom is that the kingdom has to be created in you. Because when you're excited about something new, you tell everybody. When you're not excited, you don't tell a soul. You're not one to broadcast anything. Takiyah got excitement because, wow, she got pocket change, as God says. I'm going to give you some pocket change. And so the word of God came true in her space, so she's the person that will go out and tell the world about her pocket change. But then that'll die down. And he'll have something for her to say, even when that pocket change, what, doesn't come forward. Many of us don't even share out what we have heard the Lord has done for us. Because we think it's old news, it's already passed, but old news is still good news. Amen. How do we know? We look at the old news every day as we pick up, what did uh, Brian say to us? The manual. Our manual. <laughs> as we pick up our manual, old news is good news. We're living by old news and we're walking by it every day. But the Lord was literally saying to me to share with not only you, but to have you to see yourself in this particular place. I don't have a long message here, but the message is really about kingdom first. Amen. Amen. Not kingdom second, not kingdom third, but kingdom first. Wow, there's my, there's my alarm. And this is what I do, do you see? I fight to try to turn it off. But I'm just going to snooze it. I also have tied it to a song. And this is a song that it'll play.
Can you hear it, right? No, put your mic, put the microphone closer. Some of us is going to allow our life to pass by us. And we're going to be sitting years later. And we're going to wonder why we don't have what we desire because we have taken a backseat to God and a backseat in our own personal lives. And the Lord is literally asking you today, will you wake up? This has never been about you. When he called you, he didn't make it about you. He didn't make it about this world. He didn't make it about you succeeding. He made it about kingdom. And so in that place where he's calling you today, all he's asking you, will you cease with your excuses? Will you come into a place that you're truly holding yourself accountable for the word of God that resides on the inside of you? <laughs> Will you stand in the places where you said yes to? And will you allow me to bring you into the places in which I have called you? And he literally says to me to say to you guys, it's time for a true yes. Praise God. Hear the word of the Lord that he speaks to you today. What does a true yes look like? Answer the question. <laughs> Don't ask that question without the answer. <laughs> similar thing happened to me a couple days ago um, where he asked me to come so I sat in my place with him and he revealed to me the still attachment I have to this earth which is my image and 
the realization of us needing to be positioned where we where we are supposed to in the kingdom so that we can affect this realm like we're supposed to. We need to be able to look at what we still desire here. What is holding on to us here. I don't want to devalue testimony, but I would like to pose the question, what does it mean to be blessed? Is it that he's provided a job for you? Which is, it's a good thing. But does that become our blessing and then he stops becoming our blessing? Hear me on this. It is not to say, thank you, Father, you are my provider. But then if we're always looking to the blessing and what he will do or hasn't done, then we're missing him completely again and we are reattaching ourselves to this realm. So then, are we, would we be okay if he took everything away? Because if we are not okay if he took everything away, then we are still looking for something in this earth to define who we are and our well-being. Paul said, in no matter the circumstance, I find myself content. So your real yes should be to search within yourself and allow him to show you where your yeses may be nays. I've been, I guess, quote unquote, blessed. I have a job, but I've been working seven days a week for two months straight. Average of eight to 12 hours a day, helping my friend run his company. And the time I, I have to fight to find time to pray, but I will sacrifice anything else that I need to to come to that place, even if I'm deadly tired. Because if I cannot exist fully there, then I'm out of order. And this world will fight to try and get me to be attached to something it requires of me, or it wants to convince me that I think I need it to be fulfilled. So what is it that we are holding on to or that is gaining most of our attention? Because if we are blessed with one job today that we've been praying for, when we have that job, what's next? We are, there's there's going to be unending. Oh, well, then there's something else, and then there's something else, and then there's something else. What is here today could be completely gone tomorrow. We could die tomorrow. We could lose everything tomorrow. We could gain everything tomorrow. But what's the point? Will it benefit us? Will it benefit the, the realms? So how will we best benefit from heaven to this place? The earth is, could be here today, gone tomorrow. Then what, what? We got our job, but then what did that do? There's a purpose in what he's doing. So what is our name? Matthew 5 says what it is to be blessed. Blessed are the poor and spirit, blessed are the meek. That's what blessed is. So what is it on earth that we require? If we can learn to be inside his name, which I'm just going to lay that out, then we will see our image. And then we can live in our image, in his image. And this earth will be under our feet. Why is it hard for us to enter into worship or enter into that place? Because we have other things ruling us. There's a process, but it is looking inside, letting him reveal those things.
and going back to what the Lord said to me when he said, lose sight of yourself in this world. He was talking about the detachment of this world. Everything that represents who I am in this world, he was saying lose sight of it. Mm -hmm. That means if he lose sight of it, even if it means to give it away, to get rid of it. He's saying, I don't want you to attach to any of this. You asked a question, and what was your question? Um, have our yeses not been true yeses up until this point? Say that again. Have our yeses not been true yeses up until this point? It is not, I don't think, that your yeses have not been yeses, but with a yes comes a process of a relational deeper yes that is needed and required as well. Does that make sense? So your initial yes is kind of an open door for him. But then with that, may, he may reveal something that is blocking the next door. And so he may require another yes, and then another yes. And then maybe you'll have a big old no. And you won't even realize it, but then you'll have to address that no heavily because it might be ruling you. I think I can ask to answer it further because the way he literally said to me, there's some things that I desire from my Lord. There's a host of things that I desire from my Lord. And the power I want to walk in and I cannot move in that power when I got all this other stuff attached to me. Yeah. Because there's no room for that power to really reside here yeah. when I got all that other stuff residing in the space. So I need to make room for that power to go forward, yeah. that power to reside in me. And, and then I cannot make excuses why, you know, a lot of times we're looking as we're walking throughout our day and we see something that we know our Lord can fix. Or we have a desire for our Lord to move in that particular space and you can see the faith in the cry of the individual. And then I say, Lord, I see this individual flowing right past me and I do not have the power to really extend to this person to help. And the Lord is literally saying, remove your attachments. Yeah. Get rid of your excuses. I loved it when you just said that. Perfect. Stop snoozing. Because I can tell you, if there's excuse, all of us got something for everything. Some of us are just built with excuses. Oh, the water came on outside. Oh my God, the tree blew over. Oh, the fence is over here. Oh my God, they went out before me. I didn't hear you talk to me. I can't hear it clearly. Oh, you didn't say it twice to me. Oh, you're trying to move different than me. We got every excuse imaginable. And the Lord is literally saying, Lay a hold of him. Cease with your excuses. We sound just like 
the guy who said what? What did he say in scripture? Which one? There's all three. of them. <laughs> um, one of them said, <clears throat> "I have bought a piece of ground, and I must needs go and see it." Oh. <laughs> That's the same as church is too far. What's the other one? I have bought five yoke of oxen, and I go to prove them. Okay, that, that's the same excuse. i got to clean up. Some people even have it. It's easier just to do it online. Some of our excuses is, oh, we don't want the fellowship. I can just look at it online. i got to work today. Whatever the excuse is, we have one. And the Lord is literally saying, look at your excuses. Some of us even talk about we don't have the resources. Kingdom don't cost money. Just in case you don't know that. You're going to work for God. It don't cost money. I have married a wife and therefore I cannot come. Wow. Some of them even use our children. Hmm. And this particular one using the wife. That was it. All the excuses. Yeah. At least. So if we can go back to the beginning. It was verse 12, I believe, right? Was it 12? Yes. Seven? Seven. Seven. Mm -hmm. okay. And I, I love this because we want the seed, but we don't want to do the work. Mm -hmm. Verse 7, and he put forth a parable to those which were bidden. When he marked how they chose out the chief room, saying unto them, When thou art bidden of any man to a wedding, sit not down in the highest room, lest a more honorable man than thou be bidden of him. But we want to be that greatest prophet. We want to be that greatest teacher. We want to have God as a friend. But you're not willing to do friend work. We want him to always put us in that high position. But we're not putting him in the high position. And so it literally checked me because I'm always looking for, oh, I want to do this. Oh, I want to do this. And the Lord said, well, I want you to do this. Oh, I want to do this. Oh, I want to do that. But you haven't done that. Oh, I want to do this. Oh, I want to do But you haven't stood here. We always have our hand open for something else, but we're not willing to do what's here. And then I'm like, oh, my Lord. You know, look what they're saying about Los Angeles. And I said, oh my God. And he said, but I gave you work to do. But look what he's saying. Is he speaking true? Could this be a lie? Do the work. Hmm. This could not be right. Lord, you, you're faithful to your elect. Do the work. Mm. I got the same answer each time. Do the work. He said, do every effort to show yourself that you are aligned with me. But not only aligned with me, Richard's house of excuses. Mm 
Did you hear what he said? Rid your house of excuses. And come and spend time with me. And I shall make you into a great nation. And I will remove what seeks to tear me. And I will cause you to stand in holy places. Amen. Hear me as I speak. Trust my word. And he says, and I don't want you overanalyzing what I'm saying. Yes. Gotta snooze again. Because in that place, he's literally asking you to come up mm -hmm. and beyond where you're at. Take a hold of what he's saying and stop making excuses regarding it. And literally, let your yes be yes, and your no be no. And so if you're saying, yes, Lord, I'm gonna do it, then it has to be. You're better off saying no, because you're gonna be held accountable for these false yeses. Hear what the Spirit of the Lord is saying. I'm handing it to you, and then you can close us. It is that of the threshing floor when you're forced to separate from it. Um, can we share our excuses? I'm tired. I'm tired. I'm exhausted. I have no time anymore. You haven't given me the acting jobs I wanted. Who's next? Feel it lifting in the spirit. Let's keep going. Who else wants to share? I thought that was going to happen a long time ago. Why did it happen? Nobody's helping me. Why do I keep getting persecuted in this area? I thought I was over this. Can you fix somebody else? <laughs> it's too hard. Mm -hmm. Sometimes I don't believe in you despite for the things that I'm going through, but I know you can help me through this. I don't know what you want me to do, Lord. What do you want me to do? Why am I an outcast in my job? Why don't I talk to people? We're in the same people. I'm tired. I don't feel like it. I have to get up early anyway. Oh, my kids are calling me. <laughs> Anybody else? What he's asking you is to release it to God, right? Yeah. Because if you want, don't release it to God, that's not a quiet release. You have to open your mouth. That's it's what the Spirit of the Lord requires, that you open your mouth, you speak for your issues, yes. and that's the way you do it. You don't feel it. You could feel it lifting in the Spirit. Because like, nobody hears Like you. a weed to be plucked. It's okay, you gotta message, you guys. It's not embarrassing. No. Why am I not married already? Yeah. Amen. Why am I not married already? That's the I want another kid. I'm tired. That's the good There we go. See Amen. I'm afraid we're always getting correction. Why well, don't I have any more money? Yeah, that one, we always getting correction. He 
Christ those who truly love you guys. Why do I gotta be strong? Why do I have to continue to fight? Why is my family still a part of me? What if I'm ashamed to say this stuff? Yeah. Yeah. You want to say it. That's when you know you need to say it. Say it, bro. Yeah. And for those of you who are on top quality uh, <laughs> listening in, I pray that your excuses are surrendered to the Lord and that you overcome in all things. I ask that you be blessed and a blessing in Jesus' name. Because they were sharing their excuses live, too. Oh, they were? Mm -hmm. Okay. I'm scared. I don't know what's next. I feel disqualified. Why do I think I hear you then don't know if it's my flesh? Why do I not sit up in the word you spoke over me? I missed that one. Oh, hey. Hey. A few more. I still suffering I feel very 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 alone in this and it sometimes feels you are not with me and I get tired and don't want to keep going Mm -hmm. And I feel like what you 
for me to execute. Mm-hmm. Everything that comes in my family that don't believe, believe already. Why can't I operate like Pastor Kathy and just go up and Holy Spirit blast and change someone's, a stranger's life on the spot? Or why is my mom suffering? Why haven't you moved for her? verse 11 and if I go to Mark 12 verses 11 and he said it is the Lord's doing and it's marvelous in our eyes so all the excuses that you have it is still the Lord's doing and it's marvelous because when we totally surrender our excuses we will see the framework of his hand and be able to move in that place and you're going to say how could I have ever doubted you? Yeah. And so in that, hear him as he's saying, wait a minute, everything that you're complaining about is my doing. It's my doing. It would be like addressing you, uh, Q, and literally saying, he put in you excellence. So that a mistake would not go forward. But you're not trusting you, you're trusting him in that excellence. And so you no longer have an excuse because if I'm trusting you in the excellent, then therefore I'm not going to fail. So I can no longer say it's an excuse of mine because I'm flowing in his excellence, not my own. So I can never make a mistake because I'm allowing his excellence to fall through me. Amen. So he just addressed your excuse. You know, every made a song out of the scripture. You guys remember it? it yes. He made a song out of this very scripture right here. Exactly. And I would just hear him singing in my house, oh Lord, I forgot every song about it. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> and so if you're really listening, he answered the excuses. Because he don't want you to stay in that place where excuses. It's like when he said to me, hey, you already know what you're desiring. I need to have a vessel that's free of junk. Yes. And so that's why I want you to detach yourself from this world. Mm -hmm. So that I can attach you to my kingdom. So what you desire can occur upon this earth. And I'm like, okay, but I made it complicated. Oh my God, you saying throw everything out, get rid of everything. Oh here, he's just saying, stop making it a priority. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. 
Stop making it something that you run to every day. We take words and then we stumble, which makes us don't move because we're overanalyzing and we never go back to the Lord to truly say, what do you really mean by this and how do I move forward? But instead, we make excuse after excuse and we blame others when we are at fault with God because we never went to him to check. I do it all the time. I do it all the time. It was one point in time where I frustrated with something and the Lord, somebody gave me a word said, go back to worship. Go to your worship. But Lord fixed it. Go to worship. In my worship, I found my answer. I was like, oh my God, I'm taking on somebody else's problem. Oh my God, I'm sorry, Lord. But it's easy to live in the excuse. Lord, do I say anything else? Yes. Can I, can I? So, an encouragement, because it's, it's, if you go forward, backward a little bit to the uh, scripture, the Lord is inviting people to a banquet, a supper. Right, and in hearing the excuses, he feels the burden of just this is work, 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 work. Right, and whereas kingdom is a banquet, a supper, right, and 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 also one brought this uh, scripture when Jesus start teaching for the first time, Luke four, he opened up the scripture. The Spirit of the Lord is upon me because he has anointed me to proclaim good news to the poor. He has sent me to proclaim liberty to the captives and recovering of the sight of, to the blind, to set liberty those who are oppressed, to proclaim the year of the Lord's favor. Okay? That's one of the missions that Jesus did. Some of the things that we're contending with is because our own ability and because of other circumstances, right? But because the powerlessness of our own nature and rightly say, tap into his nature, right? Tap into the spirit, pastor said. Tap into the spirit. So it is not burdensome. Kingdom is not burdensome. Kingdom is a feast, a banquet, right? You're, you're, when, when we see shift the perspective, you, you no longer have to deal with those, those, those dramas of the world. Amen. So, yes, change the perspective in Jesus' name. Amen. As he was speaking, the Lord literally showed me, like, release the doors. And Bradley always talked to us about the heavenly door, the heavenly gate. He's literally showed me like we're releasing the door. In this place, you're letting him in. You're not holding on to that door. Because when we hold on to the door, we're holding on to excuses. And he's literally saying, release them. And I began to look in the spirit and I could see as you embrace the word of releasing. It's like you're opening him up.
to begin to move in the spaces where you've been stuck. Takiya, can you read again who he reached out to after the people who actually, if you look at it, all of them had an excuse because they were blessed in some way? They had bought something, they had married, they had received something from God, and so that was their excuse. But what, what are, who are the people that come? Verse 21. So that servant came and showed his Lord these things. Then the master of the house, being angry, said to his servant, Go out quickly into the streets and lanes of the city, and bring in hither the poor, and the maimed, and the hawk, and the blind. Do you think any of those people felt like they had to put on a show to enter God's banquet? I think one reason we all get hindered is because we still feel like we have to perform. And he's just calling us to be ourselves. David said that he wants to walk up in Holy Spirit people, and we think that has to look a certain way. And... When I have felt like I need to go prophesy to every single person I see, like it actually comes off as like Tourette's. <laughs> and it's awkward and weird versus me just being myself and allowing God to use me and naturally letting go, letting go of this world and allowing him to, to speak from my heart to people when I feel led to do that. Wow. Repeat what you just read again. Because there's something in this for all of us. Repeat it again. Verse 21. So the servant came and showed his Lord these things. Then the master of the house, being angry, said to the servant, Go out quickly into the streets and lanes of the city, and bring in hither the poor. The poor. Keep going. And the maimed. The maimed. And the hot. And the hot. And the blind. And the blind. He said, you forgot who you are. This is where you were when I picked you up. Yeah. You forgot who you are. Yeah. You have taken on something that you're not. Jesus. You're still where I picked you up at. Mm. And I've covered you in my grace. Jesus. I've covered you in my righteousness. Mm. I removed your shame. Jesus. But you're who I created you to be. So he was literally saying to me, like, you forgot who you are. Yeah. This is why I called you. Yeah. Because you were the poor. Yeah. You were the lame. Yeah. You were the blind. Wow. You wore this. Yeah. And he says, and this is how those whom I send you to shall receive you. Because your message looked like you're still walking in that place, but I brought you up there. Yeah. Because as you tell, share your story, they hear, oh my God, yeah. you can identify me. Because you're so humble in your state. Yeah. He said, hear again. See again. Yeah. Remember. And move forward. Can we all stand up in this place? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. That's
every time we snooze, we forget who we are. <laughs> <laughs> what did you wear? These fabulous shoes. Yeah. get you all to stand, which is why Pastor asked everyone to extend. And then he said to me, will you say these words to my people? I know you. I know you. And in your standing, personally with the Lord, he also asked me to ask you all, to even myself, will you accept your place? You say yes now. You say it quick. I admonish you to take a moment on the inside and really ask yourself. You don't even know your place, technically. The fight is real. As you saw today, we all have our excuses. Take a moment on the inside. Ask the Holy Spirit to show you the truth. Feel the heaviness on the heart. That place where you're you're using an excuse, and that Trembling excuse is not because God's going to hold you accountable because you said yes. This is not a quick yes. I can feel the heaviness of the heart. about the look at the truth within will you accept your place if it requires sacrifice if it requires more of you even if he's given you something he wants you to let go of this is between you and him, but this is not a quick yes. This is also an entry to knowing him more. Take this moment.
Let him re-reveal himself to you.
first one what? I see. Oh yes. Okay, fantastic. Alright, the Dom. Again. Thank you. 
If God is building top quality faith in your life through this ministry, we pray that you will partner with us by giving. You can visit our website, tqfm.org. Also, remember to subscribe for more messages like this.